that's not the relationship that I see, though. What do you, how do you see the shallow water relationship? So if I'm, if I'm fishing shallow water and I'm in nine feet, that's the deep side of my shallow. This is while I talk, we're starting. Keep, keep that's the shallow, that's the deep part of my shallow, right? So if I'm working the, the break that you're talking about, nine foot is like, okay, I'm going to do a shallow drift. Nine foot is as deep as I'm going to go on my shallow drift. And I'm going to... Okay, yep. And I, that's going to be the, the deep end of my shallow. Yep. And I'm going to try my best to work all the way up to three. And if that break comes from, from nine to, to six, you're going to bet my butt I'm going to be pitching up into that three foot of water. Because even if there's one bite in there, that generally means there's more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I'm looking for. I, I mean, it's great if they're in that six foot, you know, it's, but if they're in that three foot, I'm, I'm going to whale on them. Yeah, I would agree. But for me, that's what I look for. You know, I want to be teetering on that, especially if it comes up fairly steep, deceptively steep. I want to teeter on that, and I want to make sure I'm pitching. It's hard, though, in a, in a guide's life to do that because you are not, well, maybe you do, but the person best positioned to pitch is the guy in the bow. You're it all depends on how the, how the wind's blowing. So if I have to work it from south to north, more often than not, in the situation you're describing, you're talking about a windblown shoreline, your bow is going to be in on the shoreline. True. Side. Yeah. Yep. But I'm, yeah, I'm still going to have somebody pitch up there. Yeah. But don't but, you always kind of wonder if it's actually, if whoever's pitching up there is... All the time. Doing, like, what if this... You want to know what I honestly believe? They're never going to do it as well as I can do it. <laughs> That's the God's honest truth. I yeah. think that about Everything. darn near everybody. Everything, everybody. Mm, in that situation. Even, but like, even, th- when, even when your, uh, your wife is feeding your child, you're like, give me that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. But when it comes to pitching that shallow water, I do. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have you pitch in shallow water than me pitch in shallow water. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. I I notice that relationship much more than that deeper water. It, you missed guys. You missed a whole big thing that started before the podcast. Yeah. And we want to start. We just the this rela- is while I talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. And we're here struggling to make a a list of the things that we want to talk about. And uh, the 15 minutes that you missed was probably the best 15 minutes of the whole. We are whole legitimately time. arguing. This is our first fight. I don't think we're, we're not arguing. It was a genuine discussion. Yeah. That I'm trying to make got sure a little heated. voices are the same. So we were discussing um, how I feel like a break. I notice a break between 15 and 18. I pay attention to that a lot more than a break from 9 to 6. And, and I'm... And Will is the opposite. Especially, so... I'll know. I think I the reason I notice it more is because you're taking, like, let's say you're taking nine foot of water, and then all of a sudden you cut it by thirty three percent, and you're in six feet of water. Well, that's thirty. You're taking thirty three percent of the water column. Yeah, dude, I'm not arguing with you. I pointed it out as a flaw of of my of my. Uh... Boy, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. This is that's fine. It's fine. You sound like my wife. Fine. It's fine. It's never fine. He's going to give me a big wedgie later. Your 
wife is? You are. <laughs> um, this week on the episode, I think we're going to take a break and then we'll continue this conversation, but we'll do a, a week in review. We're going to talk about jigging and rigging and deciding when and where to do that. We'll do some time man- management stuff. For the fall. For the fall. And uh, probably do one more thing that will be decided <laughs> while you're hearing from Portadoc. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll do a, a week in preview and be done. Um, it is September 9th. 9-9. It, it was 34 degrees this morning. There was frost. There's frost, a lot of fog, and... Uh, you should be up here, folks. Get on up here if you are not up here. If you got vacation to burn, the next 12 years is going to be great. <laughs> 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 All right, let's hear from Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. All right, so I think one thing that may differ, so uh, often when I'm dealing with the super shallow jig and minnow bite that we're, like, banking on for Leech Lake for the next six th- weeks through our season, yeah, is that um, the shallow drifts are, for me, I, I actually am, like, relying far more on proximity to shoreline than I am on looking at what the graph says. And a lot of that, maybe it started with what the graph says, but it's floating the bow 30 feet from Ginzer's rock, right? Yep. Like on my, and that's almost out of necessity because if you're going to be in there, you, the graph doesn't matter that much. What really, especially when it's ripping, like it was the last yep. day we were out there together, you need to be like, Aware of where the shoreline is because your boat could be on the shoreline if you're not. Very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like my, when I do the real shallow stuff, I'm going more off of a a visual than I am off of what my graph is reading. So when you're doing that, you don't try and do a drift where you just stay in eight to nine feet and then a drift for sure. But when I'm doing the, like, the the interior. Where I want them, right? We both agree on that, where we want them. Yep. When I do that drift, I base it off of my proximity to shore on those spots, more so than uh, what the graph is saying. Because for sure, I, man, I, maybe we could be way off on different pages here. I think when, we are. When we get a bite, when I get a bite doing that, I am not looking at what the graph says. doesn't matter at all what the graph says. It matters like where I am on the drift visually and how far away my bow is from shore. That's what matters. Yeah, I guess I guess I, I'd agree to that to a point. Also, when like when you're doing that, the bow could be in it could two be, foot. Yeah, yeah. It could be like you look at different. battle, right? You look at battle. That's where you're going to have the biggest discrepancy. Yep. Sure. Going over that point. Right. Yeah, I guess the big thing is where I see deep rock. Well, the deeper rock. I don't pay attention necessarily to the shoreline. It's where I can see those rocks in the water. It, my vision line is where I want to avoid my motor being. <laughs> you yeah, know, I yeah. it, I like those days where I have to just keep my bow off those <gasps> off those rocks. We got a family arriving. Hopefully, this is my child, or the UPS guy. Oh no, this is Paula. 
We better Paula. Pause. Paula has arrived for her teeth. So, anyway, how do you how do you notice a fifteen to eighteen foot break more often than a nine to six foot break, six to nine foot break? Um, I I don't. I could be totally wrong, but I do think if there are fish in six feet, there are fish in nine feet more often than if there are fish in fifteen, there are fish in eight. No, <laughs> no, not at all. You don't like it? No, I hate that. Mm. Why wouldn't they be in fifteen foot if they're in eighteen foot? If they're in nine foot, especially in the situation we're talking about, they're sliding deep. No. Yes. No. Not at all. They're on the break, which is the same as the 18 foot. They're at the base of the break. In most of our situations, 9 foot is the base of the break, and it'll gradually go up to 12, 14. No. No. You don't get that distinct of a 9 to 6 break on, on our east side rocks as often as you get. It's the same. It's the same relationship between 11 and 9 and 9 and 7. I don't like that at all. You don't think that's true? No. No. So if I'm fishing, let's just take the east side humps. There it is. I, I, I get it now. Are you agreeing with me? Or you a little like bit. I understand. I understand it a lot better now because of those east side humps. Because they're either on top or they're on the brake. And if they're on the brakes, they're on the brakes like throughout most of those humps. And they're going to be in 18, not on the tops in 15. Yeah. The one argument I had is on one of the littles on the clam beds. Because it doesn't really matter as long as they're on clam beds. Sure. But there's a, I guess, I, I mean, there are, like, all of this stuff is what's great about walleye fishing. Like, they, walleyes follow the rules of, of, like, you know, until they choose not to. Oh, yeah. They're super faithful until they're not. Yeah. But I see where you're coming from, but the whole idea was you notice a 15 to 18 foot change more than a 6 to 9 foot. Yep. And I think I still, I'm still in the 6 to 9. And part of that probably is also related to your graphing capabilities. Mm -hmm. So like when you're, especially with the imaging now, if you're, like your graphing capabilities in those mid depths are far better, and especially if you're dealing with sand. Where I'll drive it, I usually drive um, like right down the break, mm -hmm. and you get a good look at everything up both, and down both sides, right? <laughs> Side imaging, <laughs> um, and you get to sort of estimate by driving it that there and there's very much there's often a very clear trend like oh there those are break line fish they're right. they're for sure trending on the break line or or they're up on top in fifteen. So you get the visual confirmation from your electronics. And we were just talking about how a lot of the stuff, the part of the downside or, or just a reality of the shallow rocks is that your graphs don't get, they, you, you have to fish them. Right. You can't see them in there. Um, so the trends aren't, your, your graphs don't tell you right away, like break fish. Clear cut, defined. Fish. Yeah. The only way to find it is to fish it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how was your week? I, you should be able to guess that we caught some fish shallow. Based um, on what we're talking about. I had just a great start to my one of my one of my last trips. 
we uh, we were fishing on leech. It was blowing like a sucker. I made the mistake of wearing sneakers because I got super wet. Uh, uh, I got there was a bunch of water in my boat. It was blowing huge out of the west, west northwest. West northwest. It was a great wind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a great wind. Mm-hmm. Made my first pass. I made about six jig strokes. Had it bought a new stick. Bought a new stick that I was like, mm, I'm gonna jig wrap with. And I was like. <laughs> I had some mono on. I was like, I'm going to jig with this. <laughs> I got about six jig strokes in. And boom. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Boom. I was like, oh, okay. Got him. I was a 17-incher. We've been about 30 more feet. Well, I we ca- I handed the rod off. He caught it. I baited it up, and I made about six more jig strokes. And boom. Got another one. <laughs> I got that one. And then, uh, we so long story short, we caught three walleyes in that first drift, all 17, 18 inches. But all three of them were between 17 and 18 inches. I'm like, dude, this ain't gonna take an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have about six more drifts in this sucker. We're gonna be full. I had one more walleye bite the whole time, <laughs> the whole day. I was like, you've gotta be kidding me. I mean, I've tried like, I tried all the good stuff that we were around. Right. I never got it. I got one more bite. <laughs> and it was right under your boat. I never, I didn't catch it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so we start out, we catch three in eight minutes and never get another fish in the boat. That's pretty funny. But uh, that was the type of day, too, where everybody in the boat would appreciate a short, limited, <laughs> a short limit of fish. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. I think that whole crew, uh, Jerry Vanderworth, he listens to He's that. a super, he's a great yeah, guy and he's very funny. Great crew. And they drew a tough draw for weather for the, the first half i bet they're banging on them right now though absolutely the week. um those guys were i think if we had boxed them up real quick they would have been like good work boys let's go, <laughs> let's go to pike that was uh that was a rough sucker <laughs> but uh they were troopers they had they had a ton of fun i've never we, been so pumped to see dudes walk down with good rain gear as that no day. joke like it's such a relief like our Thank goodness. I stress that with them. Like, hey, make sure you bring your rain gear. I know there's 0% chance of rain, but there's a 100% chance that you're going to get soaked in my boat. <laughs> there's no stopping that wind. No. You are just going to get soaked. We got wet and boy bay. <laughs> it was that rough. Yeah. Like, uh, it was wild out there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> any, any other fishing trips you want to highlight besides that one? Uh, I had a woman lake trip that went well. Um, pulling crawlers. Yep. How about you, Dan? How was your week? Just flirting with, flirting with greatness on Leech Lake. Not. not it's right. It's. Not seeing the. It deal. is teetering. Like flirting, and then she, there are two. She goes home. Huh? <laughs> you know, like. It's not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. I think. Even today, I wasn't out there today, but I kind of wish I was. I'm out there on Friday with Bob McCollum. Come on, Bob. If there's ever a jig bite destined to happen. Yeah. Yep. We're going to have a good time. Um, water temps have cooled off a lot since I just, I actually was listening to our last podcast on my way home from Cass Lake today. We were talking about how the water was 68 degrees. And I'm like, oh, that's cold. Yesterday morning on Leech Lake, it was 60 degrees. The water had cooled off 8 degrees. <laughs> I wonder what it's at today. It froze last night. Yeah. I bet it's another degree. Yep. But I do think that it's rebounding probably. For sure. Maybe not. Well, not today it maybe won't. Maybe not. It's 52 degrees outside. Right. But the sun's out. 
winds a lot calmer, um, and it's gonna we're gonna see a warming. We're gonna see this water warm up. Yeah, I think that's great recipe. I know we've talked about this in past falls, how you need to get to the cold water, but then if the weather stays nice once the water's cooled off, that's great news for you. Like the fish are gonna appreciate. It's, they don't know that you're comfortable up there. They just know that they're comfortable in 60 degree water. The idea is like their optimal operating temperature is between mm -hmm. 55 and 65. Yep. That's the idea. Like, and if they want, they got to hunt, to, they got to keep their energy up, so they got to hunt, but then they're also like super, it's the sweet spot. Right. Their metabolism's at peak. Yep. And their feet, because they can move the food through them, yeah. It, it should make for a recipe uh, for success. And it's September 9th. It's, <laughs> it's a month early. A great, We're like, a month early. Yeah. Odd, odd year. You know, I jinxed that day, though, on leech after that third. I said, you know, we'll get our eight fish. I said it. I said, yeah, we'll take about, you know, we'll get three this drift, two the next drift, and then we'll go fish coffee. I said it. Mm. I said it out loud. I don't even like to think it. Man. I said it. I don't even like to think it. I did, well, I didn't say it, but I thought it yesterday, and uh, can't think it. Just I focus did. on the next I, bite. <clears throat> Somebody should name a fishing show of that. Um, <laughs> my week was good too. Um, well, like sort of good. The leech trips were sort of good, not great. And uh, but they're the fun kind of sort of good. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the other the other small ones have been really excellent. Doing a, it's I do feel like it's years of experience fishing the same same waters that you can predict what's gonna what's going to be coming and it, it did has the weather been uh <clears throat> has weather changes been a big factor in it not not a huge deal i do there are there's one school of fish in particular on woman lake that is gigantic and they're nice fish and they're pretty fussy they don't always like to bite um but i've always been able to get some fish to bite it, it's not where like everyone you're graphing is gonna is gonna eat gonna, yep but they're starting to school in good numbers, so you can, you can live with that and still end up with a, a good end result. And yeah, it's not like you're going over eight fish and two of them bite. Right. Two days ago out there, you, you, you had me convinced. You're like, you're going to get them on a jig and a minnow. First three fish took us about 10 minutes to jig and a minnow. All boom, right. Boom, boom, Nice fish, 17 to 18. Um, and then we didn't catch another fish on a jig and a minnow. Son of The rest of the day, we, I, it was a full day. We caught fish on a Lindy Rig and a Nightcrawler, Lindy Rig and a Rainbow, Jig Rabbit. Awesome. Yep. So, and there was, they were pretty well, and I do think maybe those Jig and a Minnow fish would not have eaten anything else. Maybe a Jig Rabbit. But they were they were, fairly shallow? Were they shallow for yeah, Woman for Lake? Yeah, Lake, they were shallow. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. So they might have eaten something else, but I, I do think it might have been the only thing those three wanted you know this would have been a great transition into our other topic mm. but we have to take a break this week's episode of walleye talk is brought to you in part by the musky house marine uh two weeks ago i said that my favorite boat cleaning product was called hot sauce hot sauce is carried by none other than the Muskie House in Longville. They've got a huge lineup of boat cleaning products um, from the really, really fancy stuff to your run-of-the-mill stuff. They've got a great lineup. 
If you're looking to clean your aluminum boat or your fiberglass boat, stop into the Muskie House and pick up some products to keep that rig looking sharp. Two very basic techniques, <clears throat> two very different situations. We do have to recognize that there's a good overlap, a good chunk overlap. There's a, yeah, okay, yes, there is. But there are some very distinct areas where you should not have a jig on. You always, I've seen you jig in everything. I haven't jigged in everything. Yeah. Yeah, I have jigged in everything. <laughs> but I sh I'm wrong. I'd be the first one to tell you this is wrong. We had a podcast. I yeah, tell you, I'm super that. wrong jigging here, but I really want to do it. You didn't really feel like you were wrong, though. You just say that to cover it up. And so it was that the perfect middle. If was... you do get a bite, it's even that much cooler for Will Neuer, who knew it was wrong, but I, I knew it was actually right. Why say, why wrong, say no when so yes feels so wrong. good? Exactly. I think he said that that episode. That's, yeah, I did say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's true. All but right, there's so definitely an air. Like, if I'm on a guide trip... If, okay, if I think there's a legitimate chance, like, okay, jigging this spot is going to work. If I can do this the right way, it'll work. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But sure. if I'm like, if I do this, I'm going to screw everything else up. I'm not going to do it. Like, if I have to pull up the brake. I'm making a skeptical face right now. I see that. So if I, have to, and that's. I wasn't it. talking to you, I was talking to the listeners. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm right here. Eyes up here, Dan. Eyes up here. <laughs> I have to tell you my emotions all the time now. <laughs> uh, so, like, if I'm, I can't pull up a break if two people are linear rigging and trying jig. Unless I'm pitching up into shallow. Which you do sometimes. For sure. Because what if they're up there? <laughs> sometimes they're up there. But there's legitimate times where you can't jig, or you shouldn't jig, and there's legitimate times where... You, yeah, I, more and more, like, rig. the mid-depths are not my jam for jigging in the fall. I'm with like you. Like, 17 to 22, not into it. I'm with you. And it's not that I don't, same as you, it's not that I don't try. It's that I've tried with very limited success. Right. D deeper water, I'm all right with it. Really? Like, vertically jigging fish on Cass Lake has worked in 30 to 50 feet of water. That's worked sometimes, but... Uh, I don't not not a big fan of the mid depth jigging. I think a lot of it for me is I do like it when they bite in the mid depth though on a mono rod because you know like oh I gotta really I gotta really put the beef <laughs> into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like jigging the humps in the spring. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's a, that's, that's a very tough situation to do. Like it's got to be the right situation to yeah. do. Boy, is it fun. Mm -hmm. And that works, I do that far more often than I'd have success in, doing it in the fall in those mid-depths. Fun stuff. Yeah. Like it. I wonder what it is. They just don't like it if they're at that? I think point. a lot of it is, well, you look at the lakes that we're fishing those mid-depths on. Sure. They're generally, they're a generally a, a rig and bite kind of a lake. Right. Uh, and the, I guess the lakes I'm specifically talking about would be woman, little boy, and big boy. Yep. Um, where, you know, I guess we don't really get onto those lakes until the rigging bite kind of starts. But yeah, we don't fish them a lot in the spring. Yeah. And then honestly, we like the the boys. We don't fish them a lot in the fall. No. I'll, I'll fish big boy a little bit usually on my own in the fall. Um, but you're right that 
those those lakes sort of set up for rigging. Yeah. Explain why though. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the depth they're in, right? Like they're they're like the quintessential walleye structure lakes. Like if you read the Lindner's book on fishing live bait from 1974, <laughs> it, it would talk about like shoreline point or like points inside turns, break lines, um, and that's that's what those fish do. And that you you can usually find a walleye in that type of stuff on those lakes. Um, Whereas uh, le- leech is just like a different animal. That is a I totally think, different like animal. If leech wasn't in our runabout, we would have a different, a totally different viewpoint on fish and walleyes. Right. You know, the combination of them, uh, it makes our job fun, but it is like, they are far different. They're, they don't relate very often. Uh-uh. Um, no so, way. Yeah, not at all. Especially in the next, we're going to see a huge contrast from Let's just say woman, our two main fall lakes, Woman Lake and Leech Lake, they're going to see huge contrast because Leech has cooled down five degrees more mm-hmm. than Woman They started the same. They had the same, you know, max temp of 82 degrees this summer. Yep. Well, Leech is five degrees cooler than Woman is right now. Right. And that is a gigantic difference. Yeah. And where it's going to make a huge difference is once we drop another five degrees. Yeah. Where a woman is still going to be in the thick of things, mm-hmm. and we leech is going to be... Yeah, like we, we've mentioned before, we don't usually fish leech a lot late. Late, late. Like, second half of October. Yep. Uh, not really my favorite place to be. It Whereas get, woman is. Right. Seems like even if it gets pretty tough on a woman, you can still get them in that deep water. Yeah, yep. And I don't even know where they go on <laughs> They chase tulipies, man. Sure. The, I've been on that bite twice, and it both times have been extremely, uh, extremely fun. Where you're catching whitefish and walleyes. That does sound super fun. Why it, don't we do that? Because it generally happens during deer season. Oh. Or you know the the years that I've done it, deer season's been a week late, and I fish October or November third. You know. That's this year. That it starts late. I think deer, deer opener is like a week later than it usually is. Well, we'll have an opportunity then to, to catch some late season walleyes out there. Let's do it. If you hear any like little tiny baby noises. Um, is it because there's a little tiny baby here? No, it's me. I'm, oh. I'm making little tiny baby What is Sunny eating? Um, little tiny baby foods. <laughs> G-Man has joined us for the second half of this podcast. He's having a real good time grabbing everything. <clears throat> I would say... Um, I always start wanting this time of year wanting to fish the the ones that uh, would maybe eat a jig and a minnow. Yep. So like on Woman Lake, the schools of fish are sort of scattered. There are fish in like twelve to fifteen feet of water sometimes, and that same school is also spread out in seventeen to twenty. I and uh, so like I'll start on the shallow ones, hoping that a jig and minnow will work. If it doesn't, then I'll rig those shallow fish and then if that doesn't work i'll rig and jig wrap the deeper fish that's like my check down yeah i don't know if that's right but that's just the way i feel comfortable going at it yeah you know going after the shallow ones first so the reason you go through those progressions is you're, you're and you're talking about morning trips right yes yeah well no no even the first thing you do in the evening if there's fish in 15 feet, I'm going to try to fish those before I fish the ones in 20. True that. 
Um, and what's the what's the point of trying to get them on a chicken in the middle for you? Uh, I like it the best. Mm -hmm. That's definitely part of it. But then, uh, like, just like real efficient. Let's get a couple real quick. Yep. Do another drift. Get a couple real quick. Not really being intrusive on the school either, drifting over them or like making passes over them and driving around them. Whereas once I have checked that box and it's not working, then I'll start pulling it upwind and rigging, drifting and rigging, uh, casting jig wraps. Like I feel like a jig and a minnow drifting through a school of fish is the least intrusive way to get some fish out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can agree. I can get behind that. Get behind that for sure. Okay. Well, let's take one more break. Sounds good. This episode of While I Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge. It is not too early to book your 2021 open water vacation at Woman Lake Lodge. Especially if you're looking for springtime fishing opportunities, Woman Lake's a great place to start. Great walleye fishing, awesome springtime pan fishing, everything you could want in a springtime getaway. Call now and book your stay at Woman Lake Lodge. What are you doing this week? I've got to go shoot a movie. Oh my goodness. I got to, thanks to Jen's Kopke, yep. I get to go be a part of a northern Minnesota piece of cinema. A, like a, legit a legitimate movie. Hollywood movie. About fishing. Uh, like, well, it's not about fishing, but fishing plays a crucial role crucial in this role. in this movie. And who did they call? They called Walleye Talk. They called Walleye Talk. Who are you going to call? Of course. Walleye Talk. <laughs> so I... You, you did very clearly say, like, I think you guys would just be better suited to deal with the Hollywood types. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a compliment. Uh, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but I get to go to, I get, I'm going to go fish Potato Lake, and my mission, I have to catch a big pike. Big northern. I think I'm going to bring, like, uh, a jerkbait rod. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw a jerkbait, and then I'm going to bring some sucker minnows, and I'm going to jig a sucker minnow and rig a sucker minnow, and then I'm also going to bring a swim bait rod, and I'm going to see what's going to, I don't know how big it's got to be, but it's got to be big enough for a movie. I just wonder. And they need to use my net. Yeah, because they need a big net. Huh. Little do they know, it's got my name on it. So <laughs> my name's going to be in this movie forever, not just in the credits. <laughs> um, I wonder if they're going to, you know, Hollywood can do some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. I wonder if they're going to have to settle for you catching like a 28-inch walleye and then like saying it's a northern. <laughs> <laughs> some like, pretty iffy stuff going like, on that's here. That's like the Will Newer luck right there. Like, yeah. Right. No, I catch my 30-inch walleye. I didn't, a, I didn't catch a pike, but I caught a 30-inch walleye <laughs> jigging a sucker minnow in 34 feet of water. <laughs> that's where I think they're going to be. I'm going to try. I'm just going to look at the deep humps and see if they can get them to eat a sucker minnow. Sure. That's my idea. Is Jens going to fish with you? I don't know. He didn't say. I think he's probably too busy. Hmm. He, I know he's doing a ton of run around for Big him. Big-time movie producer. Dude, big Jens shot. is a big he's fan a big of the podcast. Yeah, and he's a big shot. He makes movies and stuff. Unbelievable. I fished with Jens earlier this year. Mm -hmm. He's got a warrior. He's he got does. a beautiful warrior. Yep. He's got uh, an old 
uh, Jack Lycan's demo boat, like built by the best, run by the best, and now in good hands. He, yeah, he, he's an interesting guy, man. He's got a couple boats. He like flees sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just excited for the experience. But uh, I think you'll have a great time. Yeah, we're gonna. Then I got a leech, a couple leech lake trips. I've got to go up to Cass Lake one day pre-fishing, because we've got the MWC coming up. Um, I expect to catch fish jig in the middle. I expect to, on on, on leech. leech. Yep. Yeah. And I'm pretty much just gonna jig wrap and rig up on Cass. Gonna bring crawlers, hoping not to use them, uh, and big minnows, hoping to use them. And then jig wraps. I, uh, we have made a decision not to talk about Cast Lake this week, but I'm going to talk about Cast Lake. This week. <laughs> and the, uh, we don't even need to talk about the tournament thing, but that it's an interesting lake for me because I fish it um, just enough to like feel like, oh yeah, I know, I know some spots out here, right? But I don't fish it enough. I fish it infrequently to the point where I have felt the lake change over time. Like, thinking about how I used to fish that lake, and and, uh, and it's mostly related to Zebes, I guess, but there the lake has changed since I started guiding. Like, obviously water clarity has changed, but uh, what you're able to get away with and what, what, like, just the simple parts of a presentation that you have to think about now with the zebes and like your minnows getting stuck in them all the time jig wraps sticking on them all the time also a tremendous amount of perch out there that will you'll hit with a jig wrap all the time i like i imagine all of our lakes have changed over the last eight years but the ones you fish frequently you just sort of like evolve with them you know right and this one they just do this now yeah this one I get out there and I'm like, this is different. This is different than the last time I was here. Hmm. And for Cass in the fall, uh, I maybe fished it once with Matt last year, but uh, it, it had been two years. Oh, yeah, because the MWC, MWC was unleashed. Um, so I just haven't spent much time there in the fall in two years. And it, this year, today, I was out there today, and I was like, this is a foreign body of water to me. I but maybe that's a good thing. Over. Yep, I think so. Because I was looking at all my waypoints. The best I've ever done in that tournament is 17th place. We don't want to do 17th place. Maybe the waypoints I have are 17th place waypoints, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I'm with you all the way there. It's hard not to just chase those dots, though. Well, it never hurts Ooh. to look, but if there's nothing there, you leave it. Yeah. Yeah, I that's, think that's... That's the only little bit about the cast lake we need to do. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to quite a few trips on Leech Lake. Friday is going to be... I'm real excited. The next two that. days are going to be bangers. Yep. Bangers. going to be real good. I think we've said it in the past, but the east side of Leech, you are gambling out there. Because you can't see them oh, yeah. in the shallow stuff. Because the spots take so long to fish. And because the spots are so far away. Yep. In a half-day trip, you're going to fish three or four spots. We're fortunate where we've got three fairly, four fairly close spots. Yep. And we rely on those four spots to hold, one of those spots to hold us enough fish for the day. Mm-hmm. 
That's really what you're banking on. But what happens when they're not there? Yeah. You've got trouble. You've got a big run to the north and you've got a big run to the south. Yeah. Which one do you do? Yep. That's where the real gamble lies. Yeah. And then you get there and sometimes it doesn't work out. Right. You're stuck <laughs> in some you're stuck there or in the other four spots you fish. Mm-hmm. But it never hurts to go back. No. No. Because right. fish move in and out quite frequently and it's you never know which one they're just gonna be at. Yeah. But the one that we I was really hoping that you would find fish on, you never got a bite on. No. I thought this that was gonna be the day. I did think of that one as and that's maybe a topic for next episode. Um like on that on leech in particular, which spots so like I did find some fish up, up there that like were hinting at the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um why are they there before they're on the other ones? Is it just a coincidence, or is there something else there? Is it? Uh, they showed up there first last year too. Interesting. If if maybe not interesting for our listeners, but definitely interesting for you and I to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Like when we start up there, maybe we don't hit the the east side rocks right away. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me <laughs> well, not we, to go drift kids, or We keep doing it, and we keep ending up with the same. We always do with this little mediocre mm-hmm. window. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe way up there is even where better, we need to be. where it cools down even faster. Yeah. Yes. And now we've got the tools and equipment to make it happen. Right. I thought about that. Jigging a minnow is going to be the thing out there, I think. I'll... I'll, I will definitely rig some shallow rocks this week out there. Generally with minnows? Uh, maybe a night crawler or two. I don't want to. It's so hard to put a night crawler on. Yeah. But it can so quickly change your day. That yeah, absolutely. You need to do it. And that's going to depend mostly on weather. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because if it's rocking like it was the other day, you're, you're not going to float a crawler in there at all. No. Um, and I think our little lakes will be great. Yep. Any little lake around here, I do think it's important to keep in mind that we're there. There are for sure weeds dying off, and that's going to influence uh, where fish are. Not like all weed bites are done, but more and more of them are. Every day that goes by, there are less weed bites that are going. So put this into perspective here. If you're on the fence on whether you should come fishing or not, you've got like seven solid weeks of fishing. Mm-hmm. And then you've got seven. Then you've got seven months of not being in a boat. Seven weeks. And you're gonna pass on one? No. We you're nuts. Put off the garden or the, the lawn the lawn jobs. Yeah. And come up. Let's north. go. Let's go. We have to go. Yep. Okay. That's good enough? I think that's good enough. Oh, I had fun this episode. Yeah. Busy one. Busy <laughs> episode. All right, this has been While I Talk with Will and Dan. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan. Buy a t-shirt. <laughs>